Pretty Political Podcast. Hi there, and welcome back to the first official episode of A Pretty Political Podcast. Um, so today, as you'll tell by the title, we're going to be talking about the recent um, Reclaim Our Streets movement that has taken over the media, specifically um, social media. But before we get into any of that, I just want to start off by saying thank you so much to everybody who was just so lovely. Um, after the first little intro episode I posted the other day, um, I had so many little comments of positive feedback and some messages and it was just really, really lovely to hear because obviously I was quite nervous um, about posting it, but everybody was so nice. And I also want to say a huge thank you um, if you follow my Instagram. If you don't, it's just a pretty political podcast. Um, but the other day I posted quite a few uh, questions and kind of discussion points in regard to what we're going to be talking about today. And so many people sent in responses and not just little wee things like such detailed detailed responses and it's helped me so much with my research um for today's podcast and as I said it's made it I feel like it's making it so much better that it's more of a discussion um rather than me just giving you my opinion and telling you facts uh it was really really interesting for me to read what you guys thought and had to say about this issue and it's just it was it was just really really helpful. So hopefully we can um, that will continue to happen with every episode um, that I do because as I said I will post those kind of discussion points and questions every single time to hear what you all have to say. So again, thank you just so much for that for just being so lovely. Now obviously it goes without saying that the past week has been a very eventful week um, for women. So it started off with International Women's Day and it looked like social media was filled with all sorts of support and lovely quotes and kind of, um, what shall we say, signs of hope for the future for women. Um, it seemed like a lovely place to be, social media on International Women's Day. But then during the week, we've had some really, really um, horrible things take place. So it started off with, um, I'm sure you'll have seen it. If you haven't seen it, you will have seen it in the news. Um, the Harry and Meghan uh, Oprah interview which was quite shocking. Obviously, there was a lot of kind of uh, revelations made that not very many people would have expected. Um, I myself watched it with my family. Um, but I think the most shocking uh, part of that of all was obviously Megan um, shared with the world um, the fact that she had been feeling quite suicidal uh, due to the hounding by the media that she had received um, ever since becoming a member of the, the royal family. And she shared quite personal thoughts and obviously um, that would have been a very difficult thing for her to do. I think we can all appreciate that. But unfortunately, um, in the British media, particularly the most kind of important, not important, the most um, significant, shall we say, would have been uh, Piers Morgan's reaction to this. So you'll know him as the host of Good Morning Britain. Piers has openly said before that he's had he had a personal relationship with Megan before she became um, a member of the royal family he actually talks about a story about how he's kind of the reason that she met Harry um because after meeting with him she left to go to a party and that's where she met him um but he basically sat on Good Morning Britain and said that he didn't believe her he said that she was kind of doing it for attention or he thought um, he said things about it and may have been exaggerated. I'm sure you will have seen the clip. Um, it circulated social media quite heavily um, for quite a long period of time after that happened. And again, as I'm sure you all know, this resulted in his resignation um, from Good Morning Britain. He received so many complaints through Ofcom about his comments. Um, and then I think it was the day after his co-host, 
Alex something. Um, I need to double check that name. I really should have this written in front of me. <laughs> that's my fault. I have a whole other bunch of stuff written in front of me, but I've not put his name down. That's uh, very silly of me. But his co-host basically gave him his opinion of the the kind of situation and just said that it's it's not for peers to try and discredit anybody when they're speaking about their thoughts because nobody knows what they're thinking apart from themselves um and it ended with peers storming off set and then he resigned so that was quite a big um issue that happened at the start of the week and then we found out about the horrific circumstances of the death of a lady called Sarah Everard so again I'm sure you'll have heard um this whole uh story as a result of this horrific horrific case um there has been huge outcry being heard all over um social media just at the fact that there is again another horrific attack on a woman at the hands of a man um and it just emphasises the feeling of women all over the world continuously feeling unsafe. Um, we do not have the freedom of being able to go a walk late at night without that worry um, within ourselves of what could happen, or oh, I shouldn't go alone, or make sure I wear bright clothing so that I can be seen, or I'm going to walk down brightly lit streets with CCTV. And by the sounds of it, um, obviously I don't know a, a whole lot, but just from the research that I have done, it looks like Sarah did all of these things. Um, she was walking past CCTV, which is why we have the images of her that we have. She did everything right. She did everything that we were told to do, and yet this still happened to her. And it's just horrific. Um, and it's, again, opened this conversation that women do feel continuously unsafe. And at the same time of this, um, a shocking statistic was also released. As, again, I'm sure you'll have seen this on social media, saying that 97% of women have been sexually assaulted in their lifetime. So... This in itself is just a horrific statistic for anybody to have to face. Um, but though I think the most heartbreaking part of it at all is that not very many women were shocked at this. Like, I can speak for myself when I looked at that statistic and I was like, yeah, that seems about right. Like, every woman I have spoken to about this has had their own story, sometimes even multiple stories. And it's just heartbreaking that it's become such an accepted thing in a member of like in society that it's just accepted that women can't walk alone at night when it's dark because something might happen to them and that just seems to be an accepted fact rather than no we can't allow this to happen we can't restrict the freedoms of women in this way what can we do to help um and so thankfully with this reclaim our streets movement that is what people are trying to do they're trying to raise awareness and they're trying to educate a lot of men um to track it obviously to just let them know what they can do to make us feel safer now as i said before um i posted a lot of kind of discussion points on instagram and one of the ones um was regarding this statistic and i just asked people whether they were shocked by it and what they felt um when they when they found out about it and it was really heartbreaking to see the amount of people who weren't shocked by it predominantly women um and the kind of general feeling of a lot of guys who had replied to it was that they were really shocked because they didn't realise how many people it happened to. And it, it, it kind of then, that's where the realisation hit in them that so many people that they know have been affected by this that they never realised. Um, and it, it's raised just the fact that it is such a big prevalent issue in our society and it's something that desperately needs to deal with. So I think um, a lot of what you guys were saying was... Um, was just that it isn't surprising in some respects because every woman does seem to have a story but at the same time 
it just highlights that the amount of people that you know that will have been affected by something like this it's just it's just too high a number is what everybody was saying and rightly so um obviously with a kind of topic like this I don't feel like it's much of a discussion it's not really a debate there's nothing really to debate about that statistic that statistic is fact um but I, I just sort of raised the um issue that everybody there was a lot of different kind of responses to it some people just fully accepted it and was like yep that seems about right other men were so shocked because they didn't realize um the huge extent of something like this and there was also some men that were kind of surprised but also at the same time kind of understood it because they themselves have witnessed things or heard about things or had friends that have heard about things and so on and so forth um so that was kind of the general consensus regarding this statistic but a lot of people, a lot of um, one of the issues that was raised with this statistic is, and again, I'm sure you've seen it, the issue that it's not all men. Um, and I would just like to say here that no woman, no no woman is trying to say that it is all men. We know it's not all men, but it's enough men, and that's the that's the problem. That I've seen so many kind of analogies brought up, um, but probably the one that I feel like is the most relevant would be the issue of like a car accident. So yes, people um, are in car accidents very often, but it's not all cars. But if 97% of people had been in a car accident, then you would be scared of all cars because you don't know what car is going to hit you and what car is not because 97% of people have been hit by a car. Like there's so many different analogies and I just thought that one would be the best to kind of get the point across. But thankfully, obviously, um, when I posted the dis little discussion points, nobody actually really brought up the issue of not all men, only some girls who were, again, just trying to combat um, that whole idea. And I think that was the only kind of upsetting thing that we've seen when discussing this issue on social media was that, like, I stand with peers and uh, hashtag not all men were trending above Sarah Everard and Reclaim Our Street. So it shows that we still do have a lot of work to be done. And obviously, I would love to hear your thoughts on the not all men um, kind of argument. Uh, of course, men's mental health is a really big issue. And I know there was a lot of people tweeting that we shouldn't be uh, talking so much about men in a kind of general sense because that can, you know, hurt some men that they would be categorised as that and that can affect their mental health as a result. And obviously that's a very important issue. And I would like to discuss that further if anybody would be interested in doing so. If you've got any thoughts on that issue, please let me know. But um, I just would like to make it clear that when I'm talking about this, or in my opinion, or in the way I see it, when any woman is talking about this, they are not trying to say it's every single man in the world. It's like, of course they're not. It, um, it's probably not even the majority, but it's enough. And that is why we have to talk about this issue today. But one really positive thing I have seen all over social media is the kind of question of what men can do to help us. So as I said, of course it's not all men and it's probably not even the majority. So there was a lot of men that were actively looking to help women and to actively try and make a difference within themselves, within their friend groups or whatever, um, to see how they could actively help women to feel safer. And I posted another little Instagram question about this topic, just asking people if there's anything in their opinion they feel that men can do. So it was more so targeted at women to see what they could do, but also to hear what um, men's response would be to th what they think could be done in the world to keep women safe because um, this is as much as a man and like this is an issue for everybody it's not just an issue for women this is something that we can all do to try and help the world be a safer place so there was a really um, a lot of interesting ideas and 
discussion topics and opinions raised when I posted this question and it was really interesting to see the type of responses that people had. Um, a lot of them were kind of from a legal aspect, so legalising um, the ability to carry like pepper spray for example. Some people even suggested um, revising gun laws and things like that. Um, these are all really relevant topics of discussion and things like that and it shows that the general consensus of, um, and the idea of a lot of people is that women don't have a way that they can defend themselves because in this country, if you weren't aware, um, it's illegal to carry anything that would be used as a weapon. So if you carry something with the intent to use it for harm, you can be charged um, with that and that is illegal. A lot of things that women kind of spoken about um, when talking about uh, what men can do and what anybody can do to help them feel safer. Another thing a lot of kind of people have said that, that if you are walking down a street and you see a woman, if you're a man, and it's quite dark and she's on her own and you're on her own, just maybe cross the street, cross over, just so you, you, you're kind of just highlighting to her that you don't present any sort of harm, you don't want to do it, you don't want to make her feel uncomfortable, um, maybe phone a friend, have a little chat with somebody on the phone, um, again, so they, they, they'll, they'll, they'll feel a little bit more comfortable in themselves. Some people, some women like it when a man kind of will give them a friendly smile to just say, hiya, I'm not a threat, or, but then other people would really just not like to make eye contact with people, so I guess you just have to judge it in the situation that you're in, and I know that can be really difficult for some men, um, so I completely understand why some men have a lot of confusion around this. So I think if you just stick to the basics of cross the street um, and, you know, keep your distance, make sure that she feels safe. And if she starts to walk any faster, don't walk faster behind her. Don't, you know, just just be considerate. And I think that's all it is. A lot of people also raise the uh, issue of like taking um, kind of accusations like a lot seriouser that's not a word a lot more seriously than we do already um there was also talk of increasing police sentences and things like that again these are all really legal um issues I don't want to go into too much detail with all of them but they're just really good points that people are raising that they have and it's really good to see that people have their own opinion of what's going on and they have they've, they've thought of ways that they could combat this so definitely I, I think it's 100% an issue that um, it's, it's really hard if a woman comes forward for um, and tries to report any type of sexual assault or rape or anything of that matter. It's really hard to try and find proof of some, something like that and that makes them feel a little bit more less inclined to speak up about it or they feel like there's no point in going to the police because they know there's nothing that they're going to be able to do. But if anybody was to come up to you and, you know, confide in you, I think the way to approach it is just obviously be really understanding. Don't question them too much. Don't ask for any kind of proof or things like that. Just listen to what they're saying and just be supportive. And I think the police could obviously maybe work on the way they deal with things like that um, themselves and just make women feel a lot more comfortable and the opportunity for them to speak up about it and make that a bit more of an open opportunity just so that they feel a lot safer um, because a lot of girls did share a lot of quite personal experiences with me on the thing and I would just like to say a huge thank you to anybody who done that because I know how difficult that really can be it can also be quite triggering especially talking about this subject so I would just like to say um, a huge thank you to any girl who has been triggered by anything that's been spoken about on social media um, in the past couple of days like you're all amazing and I just feel I feel really lucky that people did find it okay to confide in me and share their personal experiences and if anybody did do that um I would just like to say a huge thank you it, it meant a lot to me um but 
those were the ideas that a lot of people had about um, how we can make the world a safer place and I think they were all extremely relevant points and ones that we could definitely talk about further. So this is something, if there's any specifics I'm talking about today that you want to talk more about, 100% let me know. Um, I have so much I could say about this kind of topic but I'm just trying to talk about it in relation to what's happened in the past week. But obviously this is such a broad issue so if anybody would like another episode dedicated to anything I've spoken about, please do let me know because I would be more than willing to do that. Um, but I do want to kind of discuss um, the police handling of this situation or the situations that have arose um, in the past week. So as again, I'm sure you've seen on social media, there was a vigil held in Sarah's memory. And so people took this up the opportunity to kind of protest against the atrocities that women face on a day to day basis. So it was held in her remembrance. But there was also the aspect of we need to show that we need change and there what it, it, it did turn into a protest from the videos i've seen it seemed like a very fair pro it, like safe and fair protest uh everybody was taking like everyone was wearing masks as far as i saw there was a lot of people socially distancing not everybody of course it, there was a lot of people packed into quite a small space but again as i'm sure you've seen the police started basically arresting women and they were very quite aggressive with a lot of them and there's some really really horrible footage of this that I really struggle to watch and I think a lot of people would so if you don't feel comfortable watching it please don't but if you're interested to see what I'm talking about there is a lot of footage online um I don't really want to link it in here because I don't think it's appropriate but um feel free to obviously go and have a little look for yourselves um it is really horrible to watch because these women are protesting and paying their respects to a woman a woman sorry who has been supposedly killed by a former police officer and the police then are again almost abusing their power some would say in the way that they attacked these women and I think it was just really heartbreaking to watch because it was just so it was just defeating the purpose of everything that they were there to stand for and again just increases that thought that the police just maybe just didn't do the best that they could in both situations and it's just really heartbreaking to watch but a lot of people have taken the view that the result of the bad handling of this vigil and the protest was because of this new policing bill. So this is a new bill um, that has been proposed by Priti Patel who is the Home Secretary right now so a member of the Conservative Party in the UK government and she's proposed this new policing bill that will do a lot um, for England. Now, I just want to make it clear that this does not affect Scotland as a jurisdiction. Um, this would be a devolved power, so it won't affect us in Scotland, but it will affect us if, for example, it, it's, it's quite common for Scottish people to protest against the UK government, and the best place to do that is right outside the UK government. So, as you, I'm sure you remember, um, in terms of Brexit and things like that, where there were a lot of protests happening outside Westminster, and that featured a lot of people from all over the United Kingdom, not just in England. So it would affect our rights if we wanted to protest in England. And I think this is why it's just such a big issue we need to discuss. Not even because it doesn't affect us, but because it's been brought in in the first place. Now, I don't want this to seem like I'm just sitting here attacking Priti Patel or attacking the Conservative Party, because of course not. Um, this bill just, in my opinion, is bad. And I would say this if any party um, had introduced it. But I just want to draw your attention to one particular bit. So that 
obviously this bill has a lot of different purposes but one of the purposes is is to kind of monitor and restrict the ways in which we can protest certain issues within our state um and many people are calling this an infringement of our human rights um because we have the right to protest we have the right of freedom of expression and free speech and in the bill it basically says that protests can be shut down if they cause and i'm quoting here severe annoyance i'm actually just going to read you out the provisions so that you can see for yourselves so when looking at this placing bill um you can access this on the government website and things like that and have a little read of it yourself um but if you look at section 59 it's labeled and intentionally or recklessly causing public nuisance um and it says in section 59 1a like it doesn't act 1bi is causes serious harm to the public or a section of the public and this can include serious um suffer serious distress serious annoyance serious inconvenience or serious loss of amenity in this bill, therefore, the government is restricting your right to protest if you act so as to risk causing serious annoyance to a section of the public. And as a result of this, if you were charged with something like this under this act, you could face 10 years in prison. Um, so this is a really, really serious matter. And I think it's something that people really need to have a look at and get angry at <laughs> because it, it is it, it's not fair um because we should be allowed to protest whatever we want as long as we don't cause harm to anybody that is that's completely fine but we have that right to project our voices if we don't believe in that we believe something is wrong and the fact that this could be restricted by the government so therefore they could monitor what we protest on and what we what we don't is very very dangerous because all it takes is for somebody to say oh that has caused me serious annoyance and then that protest could be shut down and so therefore obviously the Met Police are the answer to the government and all the government has to say is oh no that protest goes against this act and so the Met Police would then shut that down and I, th I just think it's it's a very very dangerous bill to have and it, it's not only just doing that it's also it has very many other repercussions that I won't discuss now, um, but I would consider to be very seri serious and very dangerous, but aren't relevant to our discussion now. But if you would like some um, anything to talk about this bill, let me know, as again, I find it something that's really interesting and something that we should discuss about a little bit more. Um, but so I think the vote, the, there was one vote on it yesterday and there's supposed to be a couple upcoming. The SNP have said that they will vote against it. The Green Party have said they'll vote against it. At first, Keir Starmer ordered the Labour Party to abstain, which I think is really dangerous, actually, because basically if they abstain, the, the act will be passed. Um, and that's a very f frightening thought. And obviously the Labour Party is supposed to be the main opposition to the Tory party. So it seems a little bit strange that they would abstain against a bill like this and not vote against it. But he did um, reverse his decision and then did order the Labour members to vote against it. So it will be interesting to see whether there are any rebel Tories within the party that vote against it. I'm not going to lie, I highly doubt it. Um, because this does seem to be something that coincides quite efficiently with the Conservative ideology. But again, we can't be certain and it will be interesting to see whether this bill does get passed and if it does get passed, if it receives any backlash or what the House of Lords has to say about it. Um, but I think it's really important to bring up that issue when we're talking about the Reclaim Our Streets movement because it's so important that we have that right to 
protest and try and fight for a better world and this is something that shouldn't be restricted by the government in any way shape or form um but again so i spoke a little bit about on my instagram story the best way to come together to fight this issue is to fight for gender equality and gender equality equals feminism so i posted a little thing just asking people if they would consider themselves a feminist um because i think it's something that like the word itself creates quite a lot of confusion and possible backlash because it obviously as it is feminism it looks as if it's just targeted towards females but it's not the idea of feminism is to create gender equality so that is um gender equality among male and female and that includes all transgender people it includes all non-binary people it includes everybody we just want everyone to be equal it is as simple as that so i just um raised a little question of whether people themselves would consider themselves feminists and i had an overwhelming response of yes everybody was saying of course i believe in gender equality so i want to be a feminist which is great there was also um some boys wondering whether they actually could be a feminist because they're male of course you can um feminism isn't specified to a gender it, it focuses more on females because females are the ones that are more at a disadvantage in terms of male and female they are the ones that suffer um a larger disadvantage but that's not to say that males don't of course you've got toxic masculinity you have gender stereotypes on both sides and these are something that we want to combat we don't want these stereotypes linked to gender because as we're seeing progressively now gender really doesn't matter and um, you should be able to act in any way you see fit whatever is between your legs like that i just think that is the kind of underlying prospect that everybody should just be able to act however they like regardless of your biological sex or your so-called gender because gender is this sort of social construct we have created these gender stereotypes ourselves it's society that tells us the way we should act whether you're a girly girl or you're a boy boy like do you know what i mean like these are just things that are just all adjectives they don't really have any meaning behind them and it's we're trying to fight for that way we're trying to fight for inclusive i can never say this word inclusivity inclusivity you know what you know what i'm talking about but um we want to get to that point where people just accept people for who they are and they don't pay any attention to their biological sex or their gender unless that's something that they really want to be known to the world which is completely and utterly fine so as i said feminism includes all transgender people if it doesn't then that's not true feminism it also includes all non-binary people and everybody else um and as i said i was just it was really nice to see the overwhelming response of that yes people do consider themselves to be feminists but we know that might not be the overall consensus of the whole world um there are a lot of people that wouldn't consider themselves as a feminist because they see negative connotations with the label um but it's not really a label it's just saying that you want gender equality and that's it that is just the kind of note that i wanted to end this discussion on so obviously this has been a very very eventful week for women as i mentioned at the start it's but I feel like we've discussed this very well and I, as I said thank you so much again for anybody and everybody who got involved um, and shared their thoughts and opinions it, it, it was really helpful and it was really interesting to read what people have to say um, but I think the way forward if you would like to um, play your part or do something just if you follow the Reclaim Your Our Streets movement um, it is really really um, admirable all the all the, the, the stories that women are sharing and um, but also the way that men a lot of men have responded to it 
um, in a way of that they want to help. It's just been it's been really lovely to see, and hopefully this will be something that continues and it will have um, a really great impact on our world because all we want to do is keep everybody safe. That's it, and all we want is gender equality feminism but thank you so much again for listening um i hope you've enjoyed this discussion eye out on my instagram again where i will uh post some more questions in the next coming days for the topic of my next episode but thank you so much again and i hope to see you all soon thank you bye bye a pretty political podcast